Hello, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Chronicle of the Horse podcast. I'm Molly Bailey, senior reporter for the Chronicle of the Horse. Before I introduce our guest this week, we'd like to thank our sponsors. This episode of the Chronicle of the Horse podcast is brought to you by Sam Shield, Redefine the Ride, and Fabri, the finest riding boots. Rider Zone is a proud sponsor of Kevin Babington. In our annual yearbook issue, Chronicle reporter Martha Drum caught up with Irish Olympian Kevin Babington about the community's reaction to his life-changing accident on August 30th. That's the day he fell from his Grand Prix Mount Shorapur at the Hampton Classic and suffered a spinal cord injury at the C3-C4 level. News of Babington's injury spread quickly throughout the show jumping community, and friends immediately set to work rallying support. Sissy Wicks created a Facebook fundraiser which raised more than half a million dollars, and Kathy Gilbert established a GoFundMe account that has collected more than $140,000 so far. A group of his fellow professionals established the Kevin Babington Foundation with the goal of generating funding for Babington on an ongoing basis, and support has come in from around the world, with groups auctioning off horses and stud fees, among other things, with the proceeds going towards Babington's recovery. Today, we're welcoming Kevin Babington onto the show. Kevin is an accomplished Grand Prix rider based in Allentown, New Jersey, though he's speaking to us from his winter base in Loxahatchee, Florida. Kevin finished fourth individually at the 2004 Athens Olympic game aboard Carlin King and was on the gold medal winning team for the 2001 European Championships. More recently, he dominated the $100,000 Great American Grand Prix at Lake Placid, where he finished first, second, and third on three of his horses. Kevin, welcome to the show. Talk to us first about how you're doing. I'm five months uh, into the injury and um, or into the accident. And overall, I'd have to say I'm doing really well. Um, I get to physio five days a week and that's really, really helped. Um, I have a lot of movement, a lot more movement in my right arm. Um, and my hand, my right hand, especially when I do sort of a, a routine of exercises, really gets my, um, I still have a lot of tightness and swelling in my shoulders and my neck. When I can get that unlocked, I can get a lot, a lot of movement in my right arm, a little bit in my left arm, and starting to get, starting to show some movement in, uh, in my legs. And I'm starting to get uh, quite a bit of twinging in my legs, which is new in the last few weeks, which is because I had absolutely no movement in my legs. So I'm starting to get, starting to, we do different exercises to see if I have feeling there. And, um, and it, it shows that I, that I do. And uh, so that's, that's all very positive. That's fantastic. So obviously physio is a big part of your life right now. Talk us through an average day in your life right now. So the physio center is, um, is in North, North uh, Palm Beach. So it takes us 35, 40 minutes to get there depending on traffic. So I usually leave here about 7.30 in the morning and try to be there before 8.30. Uh, and, um, I spent three hours there um, doing a series of exercises, some, a lot of stretching, uh, strength building exercises, cardio, 
um, I go on the Locomat uh, twice a week, which is the sort of the robotic treadmill. Um, I'd spend about 40 minutes on that. Um, and um, so it's some days, like I did that this morning now, and uh, some days you'd be, uh, you'd be quite exhausted after it. Um, and then I'm usually home by lunchtime, um, have a little lunch, take a nap, a little bit of a nap. Um, and then um, I, uh, I'd start, I do teaching in the afternoon, noon teaching or if I have somebody, if I have somebody showing, um, I'll, I'll run over to the horse show. Excellent. How much are you able to get to the barn these days? Most days? Well, my, my house is next to the barn. Oh, perfect. So um, I get to the barn pretty much every day. But um, I'll do some, um, I, I can teach from my back porch, um, which overlooks my outdoor arena. So I can teach for, I don't even have to leave the house if I, if I don't want to. Um, but I, I either teach from the porch or I teach from the barn, one of the barns that overlooks the, the arena. Oh, that's fabulous. Do, do I understand correctly that you still have a horse feed company? Yes, Babington Mills. And what's going on with that right now? Well, so we do, we do feed, we do feed and we do bedding. We do feed and we do bedding. And um, so we, um, we have a lot of clients in Florida, um, but we, with the bedding, we also um, are breaking into the small animal market. And um, so that's very busy at the moment. Um, the, bedding, the bedding is actually almost busier than the feed at the moment. Um, we do a chop straw, a dust extracted um, bedding. And uh, it's a fantastic, fantastic bedding for absorp absorption for horses with allergies. Um, and it's just, uh, it's, it's completely dust free. And that's what people really like about it. And it's very easy to work with, unlike conventional straw, because we chop it very short. And then we hammer mill it to make it more absorbent, absorbent. And then we take all the dust and the fines out with our dust extraction system. But it also makes a great small animal uh, bedding. So we're also um, focusing on that. Um, and we're in with some good distributors for that. So you are very busy these days then with all that going on. My sister-in-law runs that business for me. Okay. And um, she does most of the work. Um, I'm just there, there on a, when I'm needed. You know, I'm, I don't go to the mill because we're in Florida the whole time. The mill is in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. So let's talk about your health and physical goals over the next few months. Um, is there anything specific that you're working towards or how does that work for you? I'd like to have enough movement in, um, in my right arm or right hand where I can use, um, where, where I can use the hand control on the wheelchair. Um, right now I'm doing it um, with my mouth. It's a mouth control. Um, so the more I'm very close, the more movement I can get in my hand, the sooner I can use the hand control. 
which just gives you a lot of freedom, you know. Um, it's easier, it's easier to maneuver. You don't have to worry about hitting a bump or something. Um, and, um, but you know, my, my long-term goal is to walk, walk and ride again. That's my long-term goal. Um, and, uh, but whatever comes, you know, whatever comes, comes, it's every, every, everybody's an, an individual with this type of accident. There's plenty of people who've made full recoveries. Um, but you know, and there's everything along the way, but, um, but that's, that's my goal anyway. So it sounds like there's a lot of wait and see for you. Yeah. I mean, you have to take, you have to take every day, um, as it comes. And, um, I think you can, you know, cause you're going to have days where you feel like you have more movement than the previous day, uh, less movement than the previous day. And, um, you know, you just can't get frustrated. That's the way the body has to, has to heal. So sometimes you might overdo it a little bit and then you're a bit, you're a bit stuck the next day. But, um, there, you know, I, I mean, I have to, I can't get so caught up in, in my goals that I forget to appreciate what's, what's happening right now, you know, um, fact that I can get around in the wheelchair is even is very good. So that leads me to my next question, which was what's what's keeping your spirits up as you're going through this? I mean, look, by nature, I think I'm a pretty positive person. Um, and uh, being around the horses, being around my family helps a lot too. So, you know, um, you know, I look out my back window and there's horses outside in the outdoor ring. So that makes life. The fact that I can be still involved in the business um, gives me gives me a lot of motivation. You know. Excellent. Your family's obviously been very involved in this journey. Talk about how they've been involved. Well, we're all in Florida right now. Um, the kids do the kids do online school, um, and they're both competing um, down here in Florida. Uh, Gwyneth um, is doing the equitation and the high juniors and um, she's had a very good circuit so far and Marielle is doing um, some equitation and the children a children's jumper and um, so it's important it's very important for them to, to 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 be involved in that just to keep their you know so they're they're not just focusing on on my my injury the whole time and, and I help both of them as, as does Diana. So they, they really enjoy that. And then, um, Diana is, uh, does quite a bit of teaching and she, she walks the, she walks the courses with the students I help because obviously I can't walk a course and, um, and, but she's also involved very much with dealing with the doctors and the insurance and, and everything that goes along with um, uh, with with that, which is entails a lot of work. Um, and then I have a I have a night a night nurse and and a day a day carer that take care of me. Um, you know, so um, it kind of gives it frees up 
Diana, to have more time, like just dealing with the insurance companies. You, you could be stuck on the phone for half a day with them. Yeah. One of the amazing things that's happened is that the communities had this fantastic, amazingly positive reaction to your accident. So many people have stepped up to help out how they can. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm blown away by, by um, how much people got behind me. And uh, I knew I had a lot of friends in the business, but not that many, you know. And, um, you know, I think it was sort of a high-profile accident. It happened, it happened in a big class at the Hamptons, which is a very high-profile show. And um, it, uh, I think people realized it could happen to anybody, you know. Um, and, but they, I just have, you know, I have so many good friends. I've been in the, in this country 30, 30 plus years. And, uh, you know, I know all the trainers. I know a lot of their students. Um, you know, we have a big group of Irish writers over here. They've been, they really got behind me to support me as did a lot of the American trainers. Um, and uh, so it's been, I, I'm, I, like I said, I'm, I pinch myself sometimes, um, which um, how, how people like even, uh, you know, Elizabeth um, Sponseller, who is my barn manager, organized the, um, the, the, the gala the other night um, the Drag Queen Gala, which had a huge turnout and um, a fantastic, fantastic response. I mean, it was standing room only. It started off as a bit of a joke and, uh, and then it was standing room only. It was fantastic. Has the community that's been coming together to support you, is it mostly your friends or are you finding people that you didn't know as well are also sort of coming behind you? Yeah. A lot of people that I didn't know, a lot of people, um, you know, there a lot. Most of them, most of them would be involved in horses. Um, but like the the letters I had from um, riding school stables, from kids and their trainers, and it was just amazing. You know, uh, when I was in Kessler, I was getting bundles of mail every day, and. Um, People were just, some people were sending donations, but a lot of just really nice letters and mass cards and little gifts and, and, uh, and you know, kids from different parts of the country that I never met. And then I do a lot of clinics around the country. So most of those stables did, uh, you know, fundraisers and things like that, which was incredible. Were you surprised by the community's reaction? Yeah, you couldn't but be surprised. Um, I think every I think everybody was surprised. It was such a an outpouring of care and and, and love, you know. Um, I think uh, I, I I was more than surprised. What are your long term goals for the money being raised? Well, I mean, the medical. The medical expenses are are huge, you know. Um, just to, you know, just having a you you do need like at first I didn't think I'd need a night nurse and a day nurse, but you do. 
you can't i can't really right now i can't really be left i can't be left behind alone um you know you can i, I need somebody there uh 24 hours basically um so and then just um you know just the medication the insurance will only cover so much um but there's a lot of there's a lot of other expenses you know dealing with specialist doctors and things like that um you know and hopefully down the road as uh, if i make a recovery um that funding can help other people you know absolutely what has this experience taught you about the community and the sport i well i think you know i think we're we're all one big family really um you know a lot of these people we see week in week out at the different shows even though we're traveling up and down the country we see a lot of the same faces and but just people with a love of horses just and whether they're jumping at your level or not you know with facebook nowadays they get to follow they get to follow people and um i think facebook has been a huge source of of uh contact but with people i wouldn't have even known you know um so um but it's just uh there's just a lot of there's a lot of very generous people out there um a lot more than i ever would have imagined that's really encouraging to hear yeah are there lessons from the horse world that are helping you cope in this situation i think just just the basic support gives you it makes you feel like there's there's some something worth like as you you do have days where you're a bit down on yourself and a bit depressed you know i was a very very active person um and uh i hated sitting still i i was i i loved working around the farm at the end of the day and things like that so that that i miss i miss that but when you when you take a step back and look at how many people are behind you and supporting you it it makes you feel it makes you feel uh very very lucky to be in that position and and it makes you get over your feeling sorry for yourself you know that makes sense how has this accident changed your world view or has it one thing it does make you realize is just you have to appreciate what you have you know we take for granted every day being able to walk and being able to move our arms and and um you know it's the simple things are are very important um you know we all have sometimes we 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 uh we we set we set big goals and we forget to smell the roses and enjoy what we have and uh when you when you when you become paralyzed you realize she's you know i had a lot i had a lot more than i thought i had you know um but as far and as far as obviously the horse community it's given me a a, a whole new appreciation for 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 them as far as the rest of the world goes it's still the same you know nothing has really changed and that excellent kevin thank you so much for speaking with us today i really appreciate it okay you're very welcome that's our show
Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Chronicle of the Horse podcast. We really appreciate Kevin for coming on the show. And thank you to our sponsors. As a reminder, this episode of the Chronicle of the Horse podcast is brought to you by Sam Shield, Redefine the Ride, and Fabri, the finest riding boots. Sam Shield and Fabri are proud to sponsor Kevin Babington. You can find links to our sponsors in the show notes accompanying this episode at cough.com. We look forward to our next episode next month, and you can expect new podcasts in your feed every month. You can listen at cough.com and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Please do follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Chronovorce. Thanks for listening.